Hey, welcome to another episode of Open Mic. If you've been following along, it's been a minute since we've recorded and posted an episode of Open Mic, but this is our official comeback. We are back with Brooke, Trev, and D-Chan. How are you guys doing this morning? Doing good. Doing, doing good. good. Come on, let's go. Hey, it's good. We're excited to talk because as you can see, there's some, there's some decor behind us. It's uh, getting close to Christmas time. And our topic today is home for the holidays. Let me ask you guys first, what's your favorite thing about going home for the holidays? Favorite thing. It can be a snack, somebody you see, hmm. a little dessert. I love, so home St. Louis, not Malaysia right now, but St. Louis would go back, um, see the fam. To the fame, and then also I love going to coffee shops there because it's the coffee shops we don't have here in Springfield. So shout out to uh, Caldi's Coffee. Hey, let's go. For me, going back home to Texas, seeing my brother, seeing my parents and my grandparents, I love it. The place that I always have to go is this tiny hole in the wall Mexican breakfast burrito place. Changed really my specific. life. I love that. Changed my life. Okay. Yeah. For me, home is 15 minutes away. So I love my mom's cooking and being under the same roof again as them. Mom will always cook for me. It's the best. <laughs> Shout out to my mom. There you go. There's nothing better than, than a home cooked meal. But sometimes when you go home, things are different. Things are maybe not what you expected or they're just different than the last time you visited. Did you guys ever have like a, like a moment you came home and it was like different or not what you expected or maybe a funny moment when you came home for the holidays? So after I moved to Springfield for college, I come home, and my brother, who's probably like 10 at the time, completely took over my room. Just commandeered it. Just Oof. commandeered it. Took it over. His bed, it was now his bed. And so that was a nice adjustment. Um, I kicked him out of my room, as a, any other older brother should. Kicked him out. That makes put sense. him back in his place. That's good. Uh, for me, whenever I moved out, I took my, all of my furniture with me. And so whenever I would go home, I had to stay in my brother's old room. And my brother's old room still had wallpaper up from whenever he was a kid. And it was trains. So train, track, wallpaper all over the wall. And it's like, all right, this is my room for a week. I'm in my brother's old bedroom. Love this. <laughs> I think for me, it's just pretty chill. Not, nothing too crazy out of ordinary. Uh, only child. So... Everything that's weird here will be weird back home. If it's normal here, it'll be normal back home. Yeah, no siblings to no take siblings. anything over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One time I had um, uh, I had gotten an Xbox for Christmas. I think it was an Xbox 360. And uh, I was playing it um, in the basement. And Christmas events were over. Presents had been opened. I think I would gotten a game for Christmas. And it got quiet. And I was like, it's about dinner time. I'm going to pop upstairs and see what's, see what's happening. And everybody was gone. They went to a Christmas Eve service at our church and left me there. It was a true home alone situation. Um, Kevin McAllister. Lost in St. Louis. Survived, though. I survived. Yep. We made it. I had to keep the, what were they, the bandits? The little goons. Sticky trying bandits. To, trying to steal. The wet bandits. The wet bandits. The wet Something bandits. like that. Something like that. So, hey, we all have situations like that. <laughs> Happens. So, what would you guys think if somebody's headed home for the holidays, um, some people might be really excited for that. It's a good situation when you go home. You've got great parents, great family, great situation. Um, some people may not be excited. What are some of the things that maybe, like, regardless of if you're excited or not excited, what are some things that you should think through 
when you're getting ready to go home, like just to be aware of, just to have your mind kind of open to this might happen when I go home. Yeah, I think the most important thing is you have to understand that like every time you get to go back to a place that's not normal for you, it's an opportunity to get to share Jesus and get to share maybe Jesus with other people that are needing encouragement or maybe it's to people share Jesus with people that have no relationship with them at all. So I think we have to view whenever we're going home, whether we like it or not, as an opportunity to get to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And I think that one of the ways we can do that is by having the same perspective and vision that Christ had. So in Philippians 2, it says, Paul writes, let the same mind of Christ be in you. So if we have the same mind of Christ, the same perspective and vision, and honestly focused to view every opportunity as an opportunity to share the love and hope of Christ, that will help us, I think, whenever we're excited to go home, but also give us a little bit of hope whenever we're not too excited to go home. Yeah, I think going into the holidays, knowing that your routine is going to change. I think whenever you're at college, you get in your own routine. Um, But then whenever you go home, you know, you're back on your parents' time, you're under your parents' roof. And so it can be easy to slip back into old habits or old temptations. And so I think going into the holiday, knowing something's going to change, things are going to be different and looking to your community for accountability in that and having them check in on you and at tell them the questions that you want them to ask you um, can be helpful for you, um, but also going in prepared, like God prepare my heart for this change that's going to happen. That way, whenever the change does come, it's not something that's like a shock to you. I think what you guys said is really good. I want to revisit all of them. You said perspective and vision, and you said accountability. What would you guys say is like, what are practical pieces of accountability that if you're going home and like maybe you're, you got saved at college or maybe you just have a great uh, church community, a small group, uh, good accountability at college and you didn't have that at home, what are some things that you need to keep in mind as you're headed home, like really practical things of accountability, what you need to set up or think through? I think good accountability and good community doesn't just stand in one place. So if you are traveling for a season, maybe it's going home for the holidays, and maybe it's like a whole year-long process, you're, you're gone from your normal routine, good accountability is going to be with you throughout that whole process, and good community is going to see you through that whole process. So I think it's honestly like being honest and transparent and being willing to like be open with someone that you find um, that can hold you accountable for whenever you're feeling great, whenever you're not, whenever you're doing good, maybe with sin or falling back in a routine that is just different. Like no one prepares you for how weird it is to get uh, some freedom in life and then go back to your parents' house. Um, That's different. But accountability and community is going to help see you through that. But I think it's like you have to lean in despite how awkward it's going to be, despite how uncomfortable accountability can be sometimes, I think you really have to lean into it. Yeah, I think part of that is just sending the text. Like, let them know, like, even even if you're headed home and you're like, it's going to be a great situation, not worried about it at all, you get home and you're like, man, I'm just falling into old sin, or I'm, fall, I'm like hanging out with the wrong people and I'm letting them define who I am and what I'm doing. Um, I think you have to send the text, whether it's beforehand and you know that that's a possibility, hey, I'm going to see old friends and it's going to be easy to, to fall into bad things with. Or you get there and you're like, man, I'm just, I have the same mindset I had in high school when I got here. One of the funny things, like, well, I'll get around my two older brothers and it's like we're all 15, 16, 18 again, which is kind of fun. But then I'm like, man, I can really act like a, like a big idiot if I'm around my brothers for a long time and I'm not wise. So I think like, know what you're walking into and send the text. And if, don't be too ashamed that like, if you need to send the text in the moment, go, hey, will you just pray for me? Sometimes just knowing somebody else is in it with you kind of releases the pressure off of that moment. Yeah, I think just like the theme we, I, I'm hearing right now is just like preparation. 
like realistically it goes back to the old quote we we don't prepare to fail we fail to prepare and i think if you're someone who's been following christ for a while you have some sort of routine um in your daily life that you can bring home however you need to prepare that because obviously the circumstances are going to change so i think something that's practical for us um, and for myself is if I have friends or in a, a group of people I go to, it's like, like, like Jared said, send that message out. But also you kind of have to visualize what, what, what are the events that might happen in your household that are just events, whether it's spend time with family, seeking friends, um, or even events that could be, um, I guess you say triggering to you that could bring out your fleshly desires that could remind you of your old self, remind you of this position that you once had. And you just have to be, rooted in, in the Lord, but also rooted in your preparation. Because I think as Christians, we're called to do our due diligence in living a holy life and pursuing a holy life. Um, so whatever that looks like, uh, I think it goes back down to also setting boundaries. Setting boundaries of like, hey, maybe mom and dad, I will um, spend time with you. I obviously love to spend time with you. Going to be with the family, with my friends. But I'm going to set aside this time, maybe an hour, whatever it is, at the start of my day, some, some point of my day, a pocket of peace um, where I can just be with God and learn. Um, I feel like that really comes down to being successful at home is to just do it, um, as Nike would say. Yeah, you, you mentioned that, like, routines will change. Like, what are some practical pieces of, like, maybe you're at home and, like, there's going to be a couple of days where, you know, mom and dad are off work and there's cousins around, and it's just kind of expected that you're going to hang with everybody at one time. I mean, DJ, and you kind of mentioned it. How would you guys go about, like, making sure that you have time with the Lord in those moments, making sure that like, you know, families can, some families will like drink together. Some families will do things that you're like, maybe my Christian boundaries are, my my biblical wisdom is leading me away from these things. How would you handle like new routines, new things in a new space uh, and making sure you get time with God? Yeah, I think it's kind of like, being firm in your stance of like, hey, I'm gonna spend this time with God every day. And I think sometimes we get hard on ourselves. We're like, we, we think we have to spend 45 minutes an hour just reading but on all in all honesty sometimes all you might get is five to ten minutes and god will bless five to ten minutes he will bless an hour and no matter how much you spend with him in a day as long as you are being intentional with that time god's gonna bless it so i think it's understanding that whatever time i have in my day whether it's gonna be a busy couple of days or it's just gonna be a chill hang with the fam type day that like if i'm being intentional with the time given to me if i'm stewarding it well god is gonna bless that I think one of the things is is just communicating, like just being uh, clear about your intentions of why you're doing the things you're doing. I feel like most humans, as long as we hear an explanation of a reasoning of why someone's doing something, we can at least understand it, learn to understand it, and then get behind it. Um, it goes back to like clarity, kindness. So if it's spend time with God, hey, this is part of my life. It's not just a routine, but it's my life, and I need to spend time with God in, in God's Word. Um, or maybe checking in with a friend. This is 30 minutes or 10 minutes of a conversation. I'm going to check in with my accountability partner or friend. Um, or even comes to drinking. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like being clear about why you're doing it and then coming at it with grace. Because I think the problem is sometimes we get so caught off guard. We're so afraid of, like, the stigma that comes with, with going home, which relates to a lot of sins, potential sins, and we get scared to talk about it. We, get, uh, we start doubting of, like, why do I stand behind this? But no, you stand behind this because of what Jesus has done to your life and you've seen fruit. Um, so I think just having the confidence to do that, um, to bring clarity to every situation will be good. So, 
Yeah, I'd kind of echo that. And one thing that Jonathan Pecluda always says a lot is no Bible, no phone, or no phone, no Bible yet. And so he'll like put his phone across the room and put his Bible on top. And so whenever his alarm goes off, he has to get up and then pick up his Bible first before he um, checks his phone. And so I think whenever you go home and you're back in like an old routine, it's easy to let your boundaries slip. And so I think putting up those boundaries before you even go home is like a good way for you to be prepared, but also um, knowing like, okay, I'm not going to check Instagram until I read my Bible and like being firm in that. And so like setting your phone away from you until you read your Bible. And I think so many times, like if we tell God like, hey, I'm open, I'm willing, help prepare me for the next season. I think we can trust that like God's working in us to like give us the desires to please him. And I think preparation, being firm and like spending time with God and also like in the sense of standing your ground on, what you want to do to honor him in that season is just going to like make that season as much more enjoyable than maybe you're looking forward to. Maybe you're not looking forward to. Um, God's going to really bless that time. If we're open, willing, standing firm, seeking help whenever we need it. I think he's going to bless it. Trevor, one of the things you mentioned at the beginning is that we need to have perspective and vision when we're headed home in any season. But like what, what would you guys say about that? Like, why does why is it important to have a, a good perspective? And perspective is like having a view of what is real and what's happening. Vision is probably more what could be. Um, what would you guys say about how does that pertain to going home? Yeah, because I think if we go home with a bad perspective, then our perspective is going to affect like our decision making. It's going to affect honestly how we choose to live the next week we're home, the next month we're home. So having the same perspective as Christ is so important because if we want to really like not see the season us waste it personally, I think if we have the same perspective as Christ, we're going to view every opportunity at home. Maybe it's hanging out with a friend that um, needs encouragement more than anything. They may be going to a different school than you, and they're trying to find their own ways to success that are just not fulfilling them. That's an opportunity to get to honestly just minister and encourage that friend. And maybe that might be a family member, a cousin, a brother, mother, um, and seeing it with the right perspective, we get to see it as an opportunity to be the salt and light of the earth. I think that's something so important that Jesus taught his disciples in Matthew chapter 5 on the Sermon on the Mount, that we can still get to be the salt and light of the earth. But if we don't have that perspective, we're definitely not going to choose to be. Yeah, I think your perspective is so important because a lot of times whenever you're going home, you could be the only believer in your family. And so that's your time to like witness to your family and minister to your family. And so if you're going home with the idea of like, okay, I'm going to like slack on all of my routines, slack on all of my disciplines. It's like, man, you're missing out on a lot of time that you could be witnessing to your family. And so I think that's why your perspective is so important whenever you are going home, because it's a really great opportunity for you to show Jesus, just like Trevor said. Yeah, I think I'm just alongside these two is just, it could be the only opportunity for someone in your friend group, in your sphere, or in their sphere, um, to hear Jesus or to at least witness what he would be like um, through our lives. And I think having an internal perspective really helps um, because without a doubt, when we go home, we're going to have conversations. Some of those conversations could be hard. Um, they could be just maybe uh, ideologies that are different, um, someone who is against the gospel. And, and in that moment, it's like, our flesh wants to come out and just fight and defend, but it defends in a way that sometimes doesn't bring glory to God. It just comes out of this anger that we, we can think is righteous anger, and it comes off as just judgment. And so I think when we're rooted in having an eternal perspective, we're reminded that, hey, 
in Second Corinthians, it talks about how we're, mes- we're uh, messengers of this message of reconciliation. We're ambassadors of Christ for this uh, message of reconciliation. So it's like once we remind ourselves that Jesus has saved us from eternity in hell, that, that we can go forward with this confidence that anything else on earth, it, it's to a degree not that deep, right? We, we now get the opportunity to bring heaven to earth in a sense of just having those uh, intentional conversations. Uh, I think as a church, like a year ago, two years ago, our, our theme was to have intentional conversations. And uh, I think that should just be something we strive for um, every day. So I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I was reading in Luke when uh, Jesus is telling the disciples not to fear man because man can kill you and that's it. And you hear that and you're like, okay, that's still a thing to fear. But he's like, God has the power to bring you to heaven. Mm. God has the power to, to love you in a way that no one else does, you should fear God. So it's like when those conversations seem like they're like so heavy and so, I mean, I've known this person my entire life. How am I supposed to talk to them about Christ? They knew me from when I was one year old. They, they know all the dumbest things I've ever done. He tells us not to fear, man, because they can't, they can't send us to hell. They can't, they can't have the deepest pain uh, for us that, that the, the, what we think is the worst thing that could happen. Um, so we should have hope in Christ. Um, one of the things that I was thinking through was it's easy when you go back home because these people have known you forever to let their definition stand as the true one because they've known you as a kid. They knew you in high school. They, they've seen some of the dumbest things you've ever done. And um, how would you guys go about, like maybe you have a strong sense of your identity at college or you know where you're working here and now. Um, how would you go about like not letting, whether it's old friendships from high school, you know, you go back and you're under your parents' roof, it just feels like you're in high school again. How would you go about like really anchoring, this is who I am in Christ and not letting the old define you anymore? I think first you have to know yourself, like who you are in Christ. And I think so many times you can put labels on yourself. Um, Honestly, you have to throw off your old self of what Paul makes clear, but you have to know that, like, man, I'm new in Christ. Like, my past does not define me. God does not view me in light of my past, but he views me as his child. And I think, like, if you are changed by Christ, that change is going to be evident in some area of your life, whether you are a new believer or you've been, believed in Jesus since you were in high school, that if you are a believer in Christ, you're going to be changed in some capacity. And, like, this is an opportunity to get to show people that change. And again, there's that temptation to slip back into old habits as if you were in high school. But I think once you know and you are confident in who you are in Christ, it's going to help you stay firm with who you are in Christ. Yeah, one verse that really stuck out to me was um, Romans 12, 2, and it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And so when we are new in Christ, we have a new way of thinking and we are like essentially transformed. And so that should reflect in our life. And so whenever we are going home, like if we're going to holiday parties or whatever it may look like, that's your chance to show like your friends, yeah, I am new, like I am a new person. And can I share that with you? Can I share with you why I no longer do these things or why these things don't fulfill me anymore or they don't um, bring satisfaction? I think it's just a really good way to show your friends who the Lord is. Yeah, I think kind of just piggybacking off that, it's like a it becomes when we have these struggles of like going home, we, we fear uh, what people think of us like, oh, my family knows this about me. My friends know this about me. What do other things? It, it brings this reality of like, oh, we're selfish. So like it, it's all internalized. We, we just internalize of like, how can we look better? Um, how can we like sit that fine line of 
I follow Jesus, but also I don't want to like uh, step on any toes. But in reality, Jesus calls us to have all or nothing mentality um, in that regard. And I think of um, him when Jesus goes to the Garden of Gethsemane and he, and he prays to uh, the Father and he says, can you take this cup of wrath away from me? But at the end he says, but let your will be done. He does this like two or three times. And I was reading, and just talking about Jesus right there defeats flesh. Because what's going on is although Jesus knows his mission, there's still the human part of him that's like, I don't want to suffer pain. And he's saying, and that's in all of us, it's this like wanting of self-preservation of like, as long as the world thinks I'm okay, I'm okay. It's like deep down there's this insecurity and we need to just lift that to the cross, lift that to God. And Jesus says, how do we fight this? He tells the disciples, pray, spend time in prayer. Because at the end of that, it's a conversation with your father. Um, and it brings it all externally. It, it brings us to a state of humility. So I think that's, that's one way we could do that. I think one of the biggest things is like we have to, like as much as our pride sometimes gets in the way, we have to surrender our lives, our emotions, how we feel about things at the feet of Jesus. Because honestly, like just like how Jesus did, he laid it out and laid it at the Father's feet. Um, and it gave him the right perspective to say, not my will be done, but your will be done. So I think like going home and to these situations and maybe you see the vision you have is you see what you're getting yourself into. Um, we have to continue to lay, our, lay that at the feet of Jesus and tell him, like, hey, it's not my will. Help me accomplish your will for this season. Yeah, so I hope you can take that and take it home with you and have a successful trip at home. Hey, thanks for joining us for Open Mic. We'll check you out next time. Peace.